Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work Podcast. How are you? How you doing? Day 29 of the Big Social Media Fast Series. What are you doing? Uh, Heather Born Elkins. Heather Born Elkins. Entrepreneur. She's like the female version of Gary V on the West Coast. She's a writer, entrepreneur, uh, uh, influencer, brand recognizer, and she's kick ass. And uh, you're going to hear from her today. And uh, she's pretty awesome. Plus, she's married to one of the hottest guys. No, I take it back. The hottest guy on the planet. Um, so she's coming up. I'm JR Man, JRMAHON.com, JRMAHON.com. If you need me, I'm a spiritual director and mentor. And man, what I'd love to get in your business. But before I get into your business, here is Heather. <laughs> Hello. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm sitting on a hot pink couch in the middle of Long Beach and, uh, you know, just enjoying life. What are you doing? Dude, what's funny is I believe every single word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, dude, I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you. Whatever we've got going on on the podcast, I'm like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> well, we're, listen, we're rolling, so you're on. You're on it. So, okay, so let's jump into yeah. it. Tell everybody who you are and what you do because that'll, expl- that'll explain a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. All right, so my name is Heather Bourne Elkins, and uh, I am a business owner. I've got multiple businesses going on. One of them is a freelance writing and influencer marketing business and the other is a brand that I am launching called Joy Riot that is a fashion and beauty brand so so this means there's what this means this means you've got a lot going on yeah and there's there's like 20 other things that I could tell you that I'm like gearing up to do as well but those that you made yeah. Um, okay, so you and I have known each other for a billion years. How long have we known each other for? Because we always try to figure this out. I, God, I mean, it, I know people who know me know like I have no concept of time any at any time in my yeah. life. Yeah. So what's it been like? I would say like I would say years? probably like ten ten, 10 years. years. I think. Okay. Because I yeah, because I think I I came to California around ten years ago. Yeah. And I think we met. Yeah. Nine, yeah. 10 years ago. So you and I have something big in common because we both, uh, at one point in our journey, did, could almost uh, in similar times, uh, were working for mm-hmm. ministries that were very supportive of helping folks that were coming and going in the porn industry. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and subsequently, both of us have uh, like joyful and sorrowful stories of that time of our lives. Many. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like we could collaborate on a book that would be the size of War and Peace. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, do you miss those times in that? In that because now what you're doing, uh, because, yeah. I mean, I look at myself now, and I look at our relationships, you know, specifically, and w- damn, we have changed a lot and have moved a lot yeah. from that center of where we both met one right. another. Right. Um, Do I miss it? There are aspects of it that I miss. Um, So I will talk to my shrink about how I miss all of the, just like, you you never know what's going on. You don't know who you're going to be talking with. Like, just, and like, we've even chatted about kind of like being kind of the mash unit that like would go into the shows and just, you know, do, do the thing. 
um, I miss that. I miss the excitement. I miss just kind of the, the thrill of being a part of um, kind of just kind of this, not to like overemphasize it, but just kind of like going from the uh, helping someone go from one very specific linear spot to a completely different spot. I miss that kind of stuff. Um, do I miss all of the trauma involved? No. <laughs> and I'm super happy to not have that in my life anymore and to be doing other stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I feel, and I feel like it's like, it's like that with anything. There are going to be aspects that you miss. There are going to be aspects that you, uh, don't miss and love and hate. And, you know, I feel like that's just kind of a, the game with everything. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Once, because you know that's a great that's a great thought. I don't miss the trauma, and I guess yeah, I totally resonate with not missing the trauma. Because there's people out there that think, you know, particularly when you're young and you have some kind Mm -hmm. of a a leading into ministry or a leading into helping people, like there's this thing that says I'm gonna be immersed in that that absolute vortex of insanity. But at some level, you gotta go. No, 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 no. That's really not the thing. The thing is not to be like totally filled with the traumatic crap that you're doing at the yeah. time. <laughs> I um, know. And I, I feel like, you know, even, even like looking back when I first started, I mean, I started in a totally different ministry that was not trauma-rama related, but still when I stepped into all of the porn work, the sex industry work, like all of that stuff, I mean, even I'm sure, and you have to work working with folks dealing with different plethoras of addiction, like looking back, I did not know what the hell I was stepping into. All I knew was that I just wanted to help people. And you know, it's funny because like I know, and same thing with you, even now with everything that you're doing with what I'm doing in business, it is the same heartbeat, (laughs) but it's, it's minusing all of the trauma, you know? And and it's not to say, you know, anybody who might be listening to this who is either in ministry or is, like, feeling pulled to ministry or whatever, like, not all ministry is as, like, nutso as what we were doing. And I think um, there's something to be said for really kind of kind of being, like, sober-minded and understanding what you're going into in the first place and having half a clue on how to even care for yourself during uh, your service. Cause that's not something that I had when I was going in. Oh and so now gosh, yeah. being removed from all of it, um, with my business stuff, like I said, like it's the same heartbeat to be coming alongside people and helping them and transitioning, helping to transition whatever they've got going on. Uh, but knowing how to have my own boundaries, whether that is with work hours or just like my conversations with people or whatever, knowing how to, um, knowing what's mine, knowing what's theirs and not having crossover. Like I did not have that (laughs) in ministry, you know? So I I think part of the journey is just the like maturing process of knowing what, what you need. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, gosh, you're firing on, some big cylinders today and that's wonderful because i agree like (laughs) one of the one of the things i totally agree with you on is like if you're first starting out right now 
either in business yeah. or you're going into a place where you know there's going to be heavy shenanigans in ministry. Like you need somebody, man. You need a mentor. Yeah. You need a guide. You need a, a you know a spiritual director. You or, you know another business person to help lead you through. So sure. would you say that was the big linchpin? for your corner turn on what you're doing now? Like, oh, holy crap, I need somebody in my life. I need a little, I need a little direction to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like, so like with my freelance business, I, the women who taught me how to do what I'm doing now, uh, I was privately coaching with them for like seven months last year, along with being in some of their like public group coaching stuff with just people who've like become my colleagues because they're selling similar services Yeah, and just having, having the people, I mean, this is like this with literally anything, but like having the people in your corner who know what you are like doing and dealing with on a day to day basis is huge. And it's, it's the same thing. Like you and I have done spiritual direction together. Like I still see a therapist. I've got, a girlfriend who does life coaching that I work with, like having these different people in my life and in my business are what keep me firing from, from all cylinders, you know? Yeah, no, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, one of the yeah. bottom, one of the bottom lines is, is if, if you really don't, and it, it's, it's, it applies for me. I think people who look into my life and they start, you know, I just had a guy here stay with me for a week and he got a real good shot at what the man family is. And so as I see through his lens, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like as I see through his lenses, yeah. I see a guy, hopefully he walks away with knowing that I'm plugged in at some level to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm not effing it up with every step I make with kids and business yeah. and yeah. ministry and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Those are, those are huge thoughts. Okay. So let's move into this whole business thing of yours. So, um, yeah. So you, you like when I put my little list together to call people to like, yo, do this 40 days with me, you were right, right there because you have meant so much to me cool. and so much to my family. And I get every time uh, I, I talk, you guys so much. oh my gosh, I love you. Um, I get so much inspiration from watching you yeah. over the years because you have oh, cool. balls the size of a house. I mean, you can really get in it. And make, <laughs> Thanks. How, how do you, and you know, of course I mean that very well. Um, how do you, what is that? What is that thing inside of you that says, you know, says I'm going forward regardless, regardless, I'm going to take yeah. what's going on inside of me and I'm moving forward. What is that thing? Um, so on a funny note, I think that I am like such a wild optimist that I'm super naive about a lot of stuff. And so like, I just don't, I don't even like really have it on my radar that things could fail. So I'm just like, I automatically just think everything is going to be like rainbows and butterflies and super kick-ass. And so that I think is what keeps me going. So for example, um, I don't even know if I can talk about the specifics yet, but just to kind of give you an overview with what I'm doing with joy riot. I'm in the middle of getting my, uh, trademark together. Yeah. And so I've been working with my lawyer. We've been, we've been at this for months now. And a couple of months ago I got, um, an email from my lawyer saying, Hey, we got, um, some, somebody filed for, uh, an extension, uh, of opposition for the trademark filing. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he just said, well, 
there, it sounds like somebody wants to like keep you from being able to register the brand name Joy Riot. Um, and they've got until a certain date to send us a letter telling us why. If they don't, no big deal. We keep moving on. If they do, then we deal with it. So they ended up getting a letter from the attorneys of a very, very, very big um, beauty and fashion and particularly fragrance company. Right. Um, and without, because I'm not really sure how much I can talk about, without giving like, too many of the details, this company has been around since like the 20s. I had no idea who uh, they were, but there were concerns over um, my, na- my brand name um, and the fact that I am registering for uh, the class that includes fragrances and cosmetics because my brand name and this class with cosmetics and fragrances, um, without knowing any of the details on their end, uh, it could look like what I'm doing is infringing on what they're doing. Gotcha. So what we had to do, my lawyer was like, you know, if you want to write a letter, it's going to be this amount of money and la 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 so that we can engage them and try to get this taken care of. If you don't want to, and you just want to like <laughs> pick another brand name, you can. And I was like, hell no, like this is mine. This is my name. And I feel like if they understand the differences and how really, really, this is not an issue with what they're doing, then uh, let's do that. So this to say, like, this is an example of something like very present day in my life that I'm like, you know, I, I just have the whatever, the wild optimism to believe that this stuff is just going to work itself out. And I will, my downfall with this is that I'm genuinely shocked right. that things are not that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, so then I've got to deal with that. And I'm just like, it, it, sometimes if things go wrong, it just feels like this freight truck of like, what happened, you know? Um, but yeah, I know, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like in general, and I know that, you know, everybody is kind of built differently. Like you've got your optimist, you've got your realist, pessimist, whatever. But like, I feel like what is the point in believing, for example, if you're a pessimist, you, you kind of tend towards the pessimistic side of stuff. What's the point? and believing that things are just going to end up being shitty. Like, right, <laughs> like right. you're not getting anywhere, right. you know? And so, like, if you want to have the cojones to go, like, go, literally, legally, be dancing with a gigantic company that's been around since the 20s, I feel like you kind of have to have a little bit of that. Well, you know, things are good, and <laughs> everything's possible, so we should be okay. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of my bottom line always. And so I'm able to just rush into anything and believe for the best and things like tend to end up being the best because of that. Right. Yeah. And that dude's so huge. So huge. So if there's somebody struggling out there right now, that's yeah. perhaps, you know, in your, you know, paddock of creative and thinking and moving in business, what are some mm-hmm. like just practical everyday steps that you found that like, yeah. just get you through the day? Because that can be daunting with a, you know, a hundred, know. a hundred year old company staring you in the face going, yeah, we <laughs> right. like you, but you know, like what right. are, what right. are some of those like nine o'clock in the morning things you can do to like set yourself up, you know, to get through the day? Yeah. Well, um, one thing that I, so with my freelance business, with 
the women that I hired to privately coach me, one of the things that came out, so one of them was a business coach and the other one was a mindset coach. It was just this two-in-one, like, kick-ass thing. Um, my mindset coach, but first of all, just mindset in general, I'm not going to, like, sit here and tell anyone to freaking meditate and have, um, what do you call it, the, like, affirmations and all that kind of stuff. Like, right. if you want to do that, do it. Yeah. And if, if that is something that you, like, connect with, awesome. That stuff doesn't really work for me. But one thing that my mindset coach taught me um, is this concept that she calls JST, and it's, it stands for just sit there. Mm. And this is, and to be totally real, like this is not something that I do every day. I want to, but I'm not great at doing things consistently. <laughs> so when I do this, and if you can get into the routine of doing this every day, this concept of just sit there, you like it is... It sounds like what it is. Like you literally will just sit uh, if you want to have your coffee, if you want to have a journal with you, whatever you can. Um, but the idea is when you just allow yourself for, let's say, an hour or even like 30 minutes if you can spare it, 10 minutes if that's all you got, to just sit and like clear your brain, not, not like meditating that you're like, oh, I'm intentionally trying to clear my brain right now, but like just sit and allow your brain to do whatever it's going to do and to think about whatever you're going to think about. What this has done for me is in the creative process with all of my different businesses, all of this crap, all, like all of these creative ideas start bubbling to the surface that I'm just like, where in the hot hell did that come from <laughs> right. when I was racking my brain trying to figure out how to solve this problem or whatever? Like there, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if like you are somebody who is more of a, a spiritual person, you could think about it in, in the wheelhouse of like just being in a space where you allow God to, to actually speak to you because you're not running a mile a minute for once in your life. Yeah. Um, or otherwise it's, I don't know, it's just, if, if there's like neuroscience involved or whatever, like brain science, like there is something to it. Every single time that I have done this or I just sit there, the yeah. kind of shit that comes up is what I, I am legitimately wowed by. Um, and it's, it's all stuff that I'm like, if I would, if I actually put this into practice, it's going to change the game. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than like it's a very practical thing because literally all you do is sit, you know. And whatever comes up is what comes up. It's it's this kind of like again, like if you want to put the spiritual spin on it of like that kind of still small voice. But if even if that doesn't resonate, like being able, like I feel like we all even just personally have that kind of intuitive knowing, right? And to just stop everything long enough to freaking listen for half a second, you get, you just get the stuff that comes up and it's, I don't know, man, it's wild. It's worse for me. <laughs> yeah, No, I mean the, what, what you're describing, I think is uh kind of a, again, I think everybody has their own little, uh, you know, street or alleyway into being still and, you yeah. know, a lot of what you're talking about is centuries and centuries and centuries old for people to be able to just take in silence and stillness. But I think mm -hmm. the, the bottom line is you're listening, you're listening to what's going on. And in 2019, 
there is a hell of a lot going on that helps us not yeah. listen to what's going inside of us. Uh, I mean, I shit, know. And you know, you know part, part of part of everything that I have been, I mean, to be honest, like even struggling with recently is just this like, like being inundated with other people's ideas, thoughts, content, whatever. Right. And being a consumer of those things. Right. Um, cause there's, you know, there's the, the, um, happy side of it where you are, are inspired by what other people are doing. You've got, you get ideas for your own stuff, whatever. But then the shadow side of it is that you are so, A, you're so bombarded, but B, there's this like, there's this like brain turnoff thing that happens where it's like you're consuming, but you're not even consuming to a point of like taking it in and having it affect you or give you ideas or anything. You're literally just consuming it. Yeah. And no, that's huge. That, man. yeah. And it's, it's detrimental to the creative process. And so like, even with that, it's like, well, you, you kind of just have to like be able to practice presence with even what you're consuming and what you're, what you're putting in front of you. And I think for me, what I've been learning is like the, the JST time, it's just, it's like this intentional practice of not consuming and just sitting there and seeing what comes up just for me. Yeah. And it's in those moments that I'm like, Holy shit, that's a yeah. good idea, you know? And so then when I am again, present in the craziness of everything and everybody else's stuff, I, that's why I even start getting um, like further traction to the ideas that have just kind of like naturally come up in me because I'm like, oh, well, this person is doing it like this. I wonder how that might play into what I came up with. And so then I'll sit on it again and something like it'll, it'll be like breadcrumb after breadcrumb will come up and suddenly I'm no longer like wanting to freaking mirror myself after everybody in the mother who is doing whatever they're doing all the same way. And I'll have my own thing going on that I can take little bits and pieces from other people's stuff if I want to, or otherwise I'm just doing my own thing. And it's, yeah. it's exciting because it's different. Yeah. The, um, a lot of times I work with my clients and I help them understand the natural states of whatever it is they're pursuing. And so when it comes to creativity, it becomes an easy sentence of like, hey, when do you find yourself most creative? And some people will be like, when I'm yeah. driving in the car or in the morning or at night. Sure. Or, and yeah. then I'm like, well, whatever that is internally that's moving in you at that time of the day, like chase that hardcore. And that's what that's what the mm -hmm. just sit thing for you is. Yeah. And you know, I'm even, I'm even thinking like, as we're, we're talking, like if I were listening to this, I'd be like, give me a freaking example. <laughs> so yeah, go, as an example, something, yeah, something that came up for me, this was like over the summer and I, I'm still working on like getting this into practice doing it, but I've been thinking, so like with my brand, I'm like, okay, um, brands are not built on $2. And so I'm going to need to raise some capital for this thing. And you know, with, with both of us having the backgrounds that we do with uh, ministry and fundraising and whatever, like that's an extensive background that I have with fundraising. But what I am looking at to do with business, it's, it's like, it's similar, but it's a different beast. And so I was thinking, okay, so like I could do kind of your, you know, stereotypical uh, crowdfunding campaign, like Kickstarter kind of thing, which I might do. 
Um, or I could look into a little bit more around, like along the lines of angel investing. And so like with angel, like that was something I had to learn about. Cause obviously you don't pitch freaking angel investors when you're raising money for ministry. So with researching angel investors, I just had this idea where I was like, what? Okay. There's, there's like multi prongs to this idea. I'll just tell you one of them. What if I would pitch first people as first time angel investors? So just forget the guys who, and, and women who've already been doing this for some time. What if I pitched people who are uh, CEOs of their own businesses in like the beauty or fashion world? They have been doing what they've been doing for forever and they have never had um, an opportunity presented to them before uh, of investing in somebody else's business that's just coming up in their industry. Mm. Would that be something? I wonder, I wonder if that would be something a Jeffrey Starr or uh, who, like whoever would be interested in doing first time angel investor. This, and I don't know, I don't know yet if this is going to be something that ends up taking off. But what I do know is that by just having my time to just freaking sit there and like think and or not think about this kind of stuff, because like your brain goes everywhere, that idea came up. And that idea is not being taught anywhere. That's not a thing. And, you know, and so, but for me, my stick with everything is relationship based. And I'm like, if I can reach out to these folks and create a relationship with them and bring this up in context of relationship, I wonder what that would look like. And obviously it's, it's a, you know, mutual beneficial thing because then they are doing something with, um, you know, their friends investing into an up and coming brand and it impacts them as well. And so like, it's this win-win situation. And I'm like, I don't know, but I sure as shit know that I've never heard of anyone else doing this before. So as an example, that's the kind of stuff for me that has come up that I'm just like, this could be really cool. This could be something that a, I've not seen before and B feels very, very in tune with who I am as a person. Yeah, and that's ultimately the goal, right? I mean, the ultimate goal is you are really firing on true self and what's inside of you without having to worry about everybody else's bullshit. Totally. I know. And, like, I feel like even, like, in our, like, spiritual direction time, that has been something that we've talked about where it's just, like, rather than focusing on everyone and everything else, like, what is truest for me? Well, it comes down to all that Gary V. I mean, Gary V. I think people, (laughs) you know, people are funny because I'll go all in on Gary V. in a session, and then people are like, "Wait, you listen to Gary V." I'm like, "Not only do I listen to Gary V., but I think he's tapping into something that is just so damn correct, which is, hey, who are you? And allow yourself to tell the world, like, what the hell's wrong with you telling the people who you are?" Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Okay, in our remaining time, we got three minutes left because I only do 30 minutes on the big podcast because I have a tendency to think, I don't know if it's codependent or not, but I have a tendency to think I bore people. 
<laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? You're one of the most exciting people I know. <laughs> oh, please. Okay. So you're married to probably one of the most handsome men that I know. In fact, you guys were... I'm sorry. No, no, no. You got that wrong. He is the most handsome. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. He's the most handsome man in the world. His sense of style... Well, yeah. first off, first off... Uh, you guys were were gracious enough, and I was very humbled to marry the both of you, which was terrifically yeah. fantastic. But amazing. So tell me, yeah. um, for people out there, because I do have, I do have, you know, I've got married clients, and then I've got a lot of single ladies out there that are always looking for. Uh, a young man, which I'm always, you know, encouraging to go out and, you know, to marry and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, tell me, like, in the remaining time, like, give me the, what's your one secret that you've learned in the short time that you've been married to keep staying to be married? <laughs> what's your marriage? Oh, my gosh. What's your marriage uh-huh. secret? What is that one thing you're holding on to right now? Okay, you know what? This is Honest to God, this is not to blow smoke up your ass, but <laughs> <laughs> please do that. Seri- no, so I seriously, yeah. <laughs> when you when you were doing the um, premarital counseling with us, yeah, this concept of the third way, yeah, hands down, honest to God, hands down, that has been the most transformational thing that we have had, like as a tool in our joint tool belt, you know, like, and I have, (laughs) I have gotten Kyle into reading Brene Brown and like therapy stuff and yeah, whatever. And he's like, he, I think uh, he likes it, but he, um, appeases me with it as well. (laughs) So, and and just to give everybody a quick education, you know, I do this thing with people, you know, that I, I say, Hey, what's the third way of any opposition? So if you, if you and your husband or you and your wife out there are having, you know, an issue on one given subject, what you're really doing is you're looking for the non-oppositional answer. And most times right. that appeases both sides of the fence. Most, yeah. most times. Yeah. And it's funny too, cause it's, it's like, we, we're not, we're not like an argumentative couple. We don't, we don't fight. We don't really disagree a lot, but man, when, when little times come up here and there, that's the one thing where we both feel, because we both know that we're on, we're on each other's team. Like that's kind of the bottom line with everything. But it's easy when you're in the moment, even if it's like objectively a stupid thing, <laughs> like, right, right. to know <laughs> that to know that you're just like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting this like recall from a year and a half ago. Jr., what was that third way thing? Think, think, think. Okay, even though I still think I'm right, <laughs> right. clearly, right. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, and really, that that has been awesome. And you know, even even in other relationships. It's like, it's like that works in marriage for sure, but like across the board and in business when, you know, if I've got a client who wants to do something one way and I'm just like looking at this thing and I'm like, you, yikes, that is not going to be the best. I promise you it it doesn't matter because then we're just at a gridlock. Then my job is to come in and be like, you know what, what about this? Could this be the middle ground? And it's like, it's a helpful concept across the board. So Thanks for that. <laughs> hey, any anytime. Okay, so before we leave here, yeah. how do how do people get a hold of you? Give us all your info if somebody out there is looking for somebody like you. Well, well, what do they do? Yeah. Well, um, I I like to be friends with everyone. So <laughs> if you just want to friend me on Facebook, it's just Heather Born Elkins. 
on Facebook. It's just my personal private Facebook, but I just kind of use it for everything. Um, I've got a blog that I've been writing on since 2015 called Hiatusi, uh, Um And Joy Riot, I'm looking to launch in 2020. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's, uh, I think, I think it's, uh, we are Joy Riot is what I just changed it to. You can, you can uh, find me anywhere. All right. All right. Well, fantastic. Part of this process for me over the 40 days is to tell you and to tell your beautiful husband how much I love you, how much you've encouraged me. <laughs> I can't I can't thank you Thanks. enough for being in on my life, loving my kids, loving my mm-hmm. wife. And I just, yeah. I think the world of you, sweetheart. And when I say sweetheart, I know there's some me tours out there that'll probably hate that. But I, I just think you're wonderful. Well, I, I would hate that if it weren't you. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean, and yeah. I, we love you so much too. Really, we miss you, and we want to come. We want to come hang out. Yes, often. please come anytime. You're always welcome, and uh, give that big husband of yours a big old kiss on the mouth. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, sweet. Thank you so much. All right, good old Heather Bourne Elkins. Hey, if you need her, hit her up, man. If you've got like a project that needs a little push and steam and energy and creative juice, she's your lady. Um, Okay, day 29, Uh, I hope you're having fun. Hey, if you have not intentionally moved in somebody's life today, I'm encouraging you to pick up the phone and uh, instead of moving your thumb across it or your fingers across it, like literally hit that red button and dial somebody and put it to your ear and then put your mouth on it. And talk to somebody or have a coffee or a, or invite somebody to dinner. Hey, maybe there's a neighbor in your neighborhood that you see and wave to, but you could go one step further to go, hey, let's have a lunch, a dinner, or a breakfast, or a walk together. Um, intentionally move into people's lives. Uh, hey, if you need a spiritual director mentor, I'm your guy. I'm Jer Man, jerman.com, J-R at jerman.com. Uh, numbers on the website, uh, write me, let me know what's going on in your life. Um, and I would be more than happy to help move you into a direction of peace, into a bigger direction of, uh, healthy relationships, uh, maybe even straightening out some of the spiritual stuff that's going on in your life as well. Um, Hey, I love you. Uh, day 30, day 30. Can you believe we're only, we're 10 days out left on this thing, uh, is tomorrow. So, um, love you very much. Talk to you then. Oh,